Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Smashbox TV Podcast 490. That's 490 for those of you that maybe are just joining in. This is episode one for you. You've got a big backlog that you can go and listen to. Some of the best in the sport. And Terry and I. But for those of you that don't know, about uh, 17 hours ago, I think Terry posted on Instagram that he he was on his way to Singapore. I, I don't know if he's landed. I think his first flight was like a 14-hour flight or something along those lines, but I, I have no clue. I don't know if he's going to join us. I don't think so. Um, there was no plans for him to join us tonight. Uh, and when I say us, it's because we have a guest tonight. Uh, we've, we're going to have Ben Kenny on here in just a moment. He is kind of the, the brains and the head and everything else behind the Northeast Disc Golf Expo. So you also may know him from... Well, what was Nick and Matt and now Staggered Stance? We're going to get him on in about uh, probably less than a minute here. But I hope everyone's doing well tonight. It's uh, it's a Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. That's our new time. It feels like Tuesday nights are getting more and more busy. Other podcasts, all sorts of fun stuff. But it's just me in the studio tonight. I'm going to bring Ben on here any second. After we talk with Ben, we'll kind of go over some PDGA results and maybe even talk... A little bit. Uh, maybe we'll get into a little after show. There's not a lot of PDGA news right now. There's there's things that are there's things that are happening. I can't talk about yet, but I think we're going to find out in about a week. So, without any further ado, we are going to go ahead and as I pull this up, oh, I don't even know how to run my own show. Here we go. Um, we're going to pull up and pull in Mr. Ben Kenny. Ben, how are you doing tonight? I am doing fantastic. It is an honor. This is my first podcast as a guest, so I oh. I really appreciate it. And what better honor to, than to be on Smashbox? Oh well, thank you. Obviously, thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah. Um, your first guest, ho- your first guest as a podcast, but yet you are on a podcast every Monday night. Yeah. Tell us, 
because this is your first time, and maybe there are some people here at Smashbox that don't listen to Staggered Stance, I'm going to try to make sure to call it Staggered Stance. I always want to say Nick and Matt, which is now Staggered Stance, but I just want to just get it down and just say Staggered yep. Stance. Um, tell us a little bit about how you joined Staggered Stance and kind of your background in history in the sport and just maybe in doing media in general. Yeah, that's actually a great question. It's it's funny because not many people know kind of how Nick got into disc golf was from Matt, and Matt was a youth pastor back in the day. And I actually, when I was 13, he ran this super cool thing every Wednesday called Wicked Awesome Wednesdays. <laughs> I went to his youth group for like a summer. And the reason I went there is because I matched with him in doubles at Marshall Street the only doubles I ever did for like 10 years, it just happened to be Matt. Um, so he invited me to the youth group and I, and I went and I had a blast and then, you know, life happens. We just kind of disconnected and I just didn't play disc golf maybe like seven times after that. Um, then around 21 in April, my buddy was at Buffenville Dam, which is a local course here and was, uh, posted on a story. Disc golf. At that point, I had like the Innova starter set, you know, I had for a decade now and the DX Leopard and all, <laughs> and all that. So I was like, hey, I disc golf. Let's go. And for some reason that day I got hooked. I, it was it was it was just it was just like one like what everyone else talks about. You get hooked just like that. For some reason, the decade before or it was more like five, six years, but <laughs> five, six years before I wasn't really interested, but then that day I got hooked and I started playing with him more. And then he told me about the Nick and Matt show. And eventually I figured out that was Matt Grant, the guy I used to um, go to his youth group. So, you know, I um, started friending him on Facebook. Cause I was like, Oh, like, this is so cool. I can't believe this. Like Matt <laughs> has a pretty awesome podcast. So I friended him on Facebook and I own a tackle store, so that that's like what I've bait been doing and tackle, for, kind of bait like, and tackle. Yes. Okay, with, with me and my father, it's called Ben's Tackle Shack. So I was doing that for around uh, two years by this point, I believe, a year or a year, and um, I during the winter when there's no ice, it is dead. Like no one's coming in. So when. I, in, in a business, you don't really pay yourself the first couple of years. You're kind of just like paying back the bills and scrounging up stuff. So I decided to get a job, a seasonal job at Vans, about 40 minutes from me. Um, and through that, I started listening to the Nick and Matt show because it was a long commute. It was about 40 minutes. And I was like, oh, let me check this out. And on one of the episodes, Matt in jest says... Oh, this is way too much for me. Like, I'm we're gonna need like an intern or something, for, like coming soon. Like, enjoy. Like, he's like, if anyone needs help uh, or if anyone wants to help out, reach out I, or it's something along those lines. Sure. It wasn't like a yeah. a serious ask. It was just like he was just saying like a hawk. I think he messed up, which we all do, um, on the thing. And I'm like, wait a second. I I have experience with Photoshop, uh, mm. Adobe sweet creating videos and i even dabbled in my own podcast i actually one of my first podcasts was i interviewed ben kenny 
from the band Incubus, the bassist. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we so we had the same name and we got connected and I was like, let's start I'm gonna start a podcast and that was like the only episode. So it was that's how it goes. So I reached out to Matt and was like, Hey, I basically told him what my resume. And he's like, Yeah, maybe this could work. Why don't you come? Uh, let me talk, think about this. And then he's like, why don't you come next Monday? Just to, like s- sit down and see what we got going on. And that was about two years ago. And ever since that day, um, <laughs> I, I, I've been the intern and I've been on the show and it slowly went from me, like just figuring out how to push the buttons and stuff, stuff like that to eventually they thought of the crazy idea to give me a camera and a microphone. And yeah, it was so like, I, I basically just offered my services for free. That's, that's a long story short. I just told Matt, I, like, I will do this for free. Um, it'd be an honor. I, I want to be involved in the disc golf industry. And he took the opportunity and here. Yeah, I no, that, that makes a lot of sense. That's how a lot of us start. Just you donate your time, something that you enjoy or love. And then it eventually at some point, if you're lucky enough, maybe you can make a few dollars or, <laughs> you know, it's, I'll tell you what, for anyone that thinks it's never, I mean, it's, Let's be honest. It's never worth your time if you truly think about it. Like, you, you know, everyone values their time differently. But, uh, you know, we, as, you know, Terry and I have been doing this, you know, every Tuesday night practically for almost 10 years. Um, and it is, it's just fun. Everyone just loves to, I mean, everyone loves to talk about disc golf. Yes. As I've, I've always said, Terry and I would be doing this no matter what. We'd be doing this privately if we weren't doing it in front of the camera. So so that's that's great. So that's how you got hooked up with uh, with Matt Graham and Nick and Matt. And yep. now you guys have migrated to a new name. You guys are at Staggered yes. Stance, who I see on our web board. Hi, Staggered yeah. Stance. I, I don't know that's who's me. running that one. It's, it's yeah. you. You're just chatting and yeah. typing. Yeah. Nice. I just said, hey, guys. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm on Matt's computer for anyone uh, curious. This mm. is Matt's studio. This is where we record. What's in his browser history? Let's look. No, <laughs> uh, I could actually, I could actually tell you. I was actually, it was, it's um, ergonomics because I use that word incorrectly. It's <laughs> what is the pull string in the hotel shower for? <laughs> it's Mike Tomlin losing season. Oh, he's so, looking. He's looking at Mike Tomlin's last losing season. All right. Yeah, because yeah. that was a point he made on the podcast. I don't know what the well. pull thing in the shower means, but he, <laughs> Me he's curious. Yeah. I don't know what kind of showers he has. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know what pull thing he's even talking about. Yeah, hey. Anyway, so now you have gone from um, intern Ben to full time Ben. I say you're not. I mean, they still call you intern Ben, but yeah. I mean, you're you're no longer an intern. You're 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 helping run the show. You're you're a main guest on the show, and at some point. You came out and thought, hmm, you know what we could use? A big disc golf gathering in the Northeast. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about the Northeast. I want to make sure I get it right here. The Northeast Disc Golf Expo. Um, that's right, because I was thinking earlier if anyone calls it Nedge. Like N-E-D-G-E, Nedge. So. <laughs> Nedge. Hey. Nedge. Nedge works, too. I call ne- it Nedge. Not, there you go. Okay. Lie. Good, good, good. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was super clever. So at what point did you think, hey, I'm kind of hanging out with these guys and doing this podcast. I'd love to get together an expo. So 
my dad, all this credit is to my dad. He has basically uh, set me up to, you know, chase my dreams, which is awesome. And so long story short, my dad was, has run fishing expos for at least a decade um, in big fishing expos, pretty much same exact thing I do. And he's always run them pretty much since I was like 13 or so. So I've always wanted to take over those expos because I just loved the opportunity of freedom it gave because mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a, a normal nine to five job. It was like he could be anywhere in the world and do the work and then he just has to be there for the, like the week of the expo to get everything set up. So I was always fascinated by that. And after the expo, you get a nice little break too. I was always fascinated by that. So then once I got into disc golf, I realized, oh my goodness, there is a gap. There is not a single expo. And my heart sank because I was like, I have to do this. Yeah, we've seen a couple smaller gatherings. I know Chicago, Illinois, they kind of have something as well where they get they invite a bunch of vendors in and and they do like a big I don't want to call it a disc swap, but it, it is a it's a giant uh, vendor area. I don't know if I call it an expo, but I guess that's yeah. kind of the same thing. But they don't call it an expo, and it's not nearly as big as this. Um, every year, you know, at Am Worlds there is the Fly Mart. Yep. And so yeah. you know that that used to be, you know, some of those uh, Pro and Am combined worlds were some of the best Fly Marts you could imagine because that's what I've heard. When, when they split Pro and Am, suddenly it used to be awesome. You just go to the Fly Mart and you'd be sitting there hanging with Kenny and Barry and everyone just running a booth. Whoever you know, uh, you know, you've got Ron Russell over at the at the uh, <laughs> at the Discraft booth, and you've got Ken Climo over the end of a booth, and people are throwing T-shirts and whatnot. And that was always a fun gathering. But once they split Am and Pro up. The pro worlds doesn't really it doesn't appeal to that, and the am worlds you don't get it's still a pretty good disc like a fly mart, but it just doesn't have the same pull I feel like as when you could go there and just see everybody and and we do get yeah. some of the pros that still come to am and junior worlds, but nothing nearly to like what this sounds like it's going to be, yeah, yeah, and yeah there's there's fly marts like miles from Paragon who presents the expo. Mm-hmm. He always meant like Bowling Green is something that always, yeah. he always mentions all the time. Like we did this at Bowling Green. We, so I, like, you know, that that's obviously has a special place in, in his heart. Um, but yeah, I guess I just, yeah, the, I guess the whole convention slash trade show or whatever you want to call it aspect of it, where it was just, there was no playing. It was just business to consumer, um, a, an expo. And I realized like there wasn't one and I realized this maybe in, so I had the expo in 2023. I realized this in like December, probably like 2021. So I, December, 2021 is when I started getting grinding my gears in my head mm-hmm. and was like, kind of just scared out of my mind, like thinking like, Oh my goodness, like I have to do this. I just have to, it's like, I have to take this opportunity scared out of my mind. And then slowly I got the logo together and I'm like, what am I doing? This is actually happening. And slowly I started reaching out to people like, hey, like I remember Derek Skull, uh, the I, one, one of the co-owners of Gatekeeper Media. He was like yep. the first guy I ever talked to about the expo. And I'm like, 
hi, uh, my name's Ben. Uh, I have this expo going on. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, do you have a business card? I was like, uh, no, it's in my car. He's like, well, you should probably get a business card. <laughs> and I was like, wait. I was like, this guy's actually receptive. And now he's going to be a, a talent or an appearance or a guest at our expo this year, which is a super cool full circle moment. But yeah, that's basically how it started. My dad basically paved the way and I realized, you know, expos is something I wanted to do. And I realized this golf didn't have one. And I just took the leap of faith and went for it. And so far, fortunately it's worked out. How <laughs> big, how big was the expo? Well, first I'll ask how much, how much did your dad help you with this? Like, or did he just leave it kind of up to you? You watched him and you saw what he did and then you went forward or, or did he help, you know, maybe help you with getting the, uh, uh, the location or anything like that? Or was it more just all Ben? <laughs> so my dad, so I, the expo, the, I should say the venue that I'm at my dad, I took my, over my dad's fishing expo dates cause he moved to a new location. So that definitely helped. Um, but he basically set me up with the logo creator. I basically used his contract without, with switching up my name. Mm-hmm. Um, the ad agency he sent me up with and I'm trying to think, I guess, I guess that's really it. He, so he kind of, he honestly did leave it in my hands. And I think, I think because he was also running another expo the same weekend as mine. So we didn't, he couldn't even come to my, Oh geez. (laughs) So he just kind of left in my hands. Um, and I obviously asked him questions whenever I had them, but yeah, basically it was just me just learning, trying to do my best in what I thought was the best for an event like this. So I, once I got set up kind of like logistically and once I had the, the ground and the foundation, he just kind of let me go and I just tried to do my, my best job as good as I could. And so last year's expo in 2023, tell us, we'll start there before we get into this year's expo. How did that go? Like did big successes, any big failures, things that you'd learn that you're like, oh man, I'll definitely do this different next year. Um, and then were you able to do it this year? Let's talk about, and how many people showed up last year? So about, which is like incredible about, we counted 1200 last year. So yeah, 1200 last year, which I, the day of, because I didn't sell online tickets the first year, the day of, I was so scared. I was like, no, is, is anyone going to show up? <laughs> I didn't know. I yeah. really didn't know. It was, I was just promoting out there. I had some incredible people helping me giving out flyers and stuff like that. But I just didn't know until the day of when there was like 150 person, line out the door and it was just the most euphoric moment i've ever felt it's just like i i did a genuine fist bump i'm a pump i've never done that in my life I was like, yes. it, was, it was it was it was such an it was like all my hard work kind of just paid off in that one moment and we started small it was like in a thirteen thousand square foot room only it was like 20 25 vendors and 50 booths so it wasn't it was pretty small but it was really well received, which I was very happy for. And a lot of people came and um, a few companies, like big companies believed in me the first year and, and came, which was incredible, um, which was awesome. Um, as for learning, um, <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to think. I'd have to think on that one. 
not really. I guess it's just one of the biggest things I guess this year is that I learned is I need more audience or attendee experience. I okay. guess I could say that um, because I had, I had last year I had seminars and then the booths and that was, and then I had a putting garden and some people throwing that in and that was it. And that was perfectly fine, but I definitely wanted to enhance the experience. So it's not just vendors, but it's also the seminars, um, you know, that we're going to have a sticker hunt we have an on site pop-up course thanks to white mountain disc golf and Meadowbrook mm. orchards so we asked the hotel if we could carve a nine hole in the woods right outside the entrance and it's happening and we have a mini course now presented by mvp which is awesome and we'll have a birdie pro tournament there steve dodge will be there and a tech disc stuff like that that yeah, was, I, was biggest... I was looking for tech disc because that sounds like a perfect Exactly. Um, combination for something like that where they, I've seen them set up. I think they were set up at US. Uh, I don't know if they were set up at USCGC. I been. believe they were. Yeah. Were they? Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I believe they were. I, I couldn't remember if it was them or somebody else that was set up at USCGC. But yeah, t- tactics makes total sense for something like this. Yeah. So we'll we'll have Texas and we'll also we're all I also plan on doing everyone who enters the uh, expo gets a free raffle ticket. And our vendors have been generous and donated some raffle prizes and on the hour every hour. We're just going to say like, hey, like, you know, you're going to pick your prize and like, hey, you won. Um, and you well, you got to be present to sure. like, claim the prize. But so stuff like that was kind of the most important thing that I took from it was I, I need more audience experience. I want them to walk out of the expo and be just be like that. It was just pure disc golf and I loved it and I'll mm-hmm. come back. So that that was the biggest thing. I kind of wanted to do. I didn't really have any, so to speak, failures. I had a lot of positive feedback, which was yeah. incredible. But but I knew I had to make it bigger and better because if I did the same thing this year as last year, it wouldn't be as special. So, and I think you know, so far it's 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 happening. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. So let's. I guess we'll talk about first. We'll talk about bigger. Um, you've said you've got pre-sale tickets now, so people yeah. can buy tickets online. This is uh, for everyone that doesn't know. This is January twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Uh, yeah. Is there? I was. I was thinking. Like, is there any? There's no football that weekend, is there? We have week off because this week we've Probably, got. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But anyway, January twenty seventh and twenty eighth, uh, Saturday, ten a.m. to seven p.m. Sunday, ten a.m. to five p.m. And you've got online ticket sales now. So how have your ticket sales looked? Good. Are you Are you really yeah. happy with like? Are you look getting really excited at this point? Yes. So yes, the ticket sales are looking pretty great. Um, I'm pretty honestly blown away. I think we're going to crush my goal this year of, of attendee wise, but we'll see. But yeah, so far it's been amazing. People have been getting excited and it's all, all thanks to our incredible vendors that have done just an incredible job, like Discrafts dropping the Kratos and flying out Paul mm. McBeth to be at the expo. MVP dropping something very exclusive that they won't even tell me about. <laughs> and it's got to be an eagle and... disc, right? Come on, I, mean, I don't know. E- That's what people are saying. They're saying something eagle stamp. Maybe not. I guess maybe it could be just a unique combo that they that they're putting out. We don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, people are saying the the pixel eagle stamp, but I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they did like the ac- um the axiom glitch, the pitch, or whatever it's called, or something mm. like crazy like that. Um, and then we have. Innova flying up big germ, which is 
incredible and they're going to be doing some special stuff and we there's just a lot of things going on of people getting really excited and releasing some special stuff i can go and name all go on and name all them like prodigy thought space um yeah, and not just not just disc i'm looking at the vendor site right now if you want to yeah. go out and take a look anybody you can go to nediscgolfexpo.com that's the letter n the letter e like northeast discgolfexpo.com and it, again Obviously, most major manufacturers are going to be there, but then you've also got, as you said, like Tech Disc, Boda Brothers, different yep. CTP events, uh, Disc Birdie, Disc AI, um, yep. Happy with Par. I'm just yep. looking at some of them. Uh, NIFA is going to be there. Yep. Uh, OTB East will be there. I mean, you've yep. got there's there's a huge list. There's like 45 or 50 on this list. Just yeah. of just a vendor. So if you're looking for a disc golf product of almost any sort, chances are you're going to find it here. Yes, yes, exactly. So yeah, I I named the major manufacturers because those are obviously the people mm-hmm. that are most sought after because they're all dropping crazy. But we also have incredible pro shops like Disc Golf Nine Seven Eight, Marshall Street, Union Square Disc Golf, Apparels like apparel brands like you said C1 um Circle 1 apparel and um happy with par and we have uh like a bag company coming from Sweden European birdies which is wow. actually insane that he's flying from Sweden um and then we have a lot of local courses like Meadowbrook Orchards Oak Home Brewery Brewery Smuggler's Notch um and yeah just all all kinds of different vendors basically anything disc golf is going to be there there's going to be all sorts of walks of life and it's going to be incredible it's just going to be an all-around great time and i'm looking at the different uh as you were talking about the different attendees that are going to be there uh simon lazat obviously representing mvp paul representing discraft jeremy with innova then you've got some other, or I'll say, Will Schustrick representing Prodigy. Yes. You've got Derek and Chris from Gatekeeper. You've got Joseph Phillips, Brian Earhart, who I don't think he technically represents anyone. I think he, we'll say the DGPT. He's representing the DGPT. Um, Robbie C. And obviously what everyone's going to come there for, which is the Staggered Stance crew is going to be there. You guys are putting on a pod. Are you guys going to do a live podcast while you're there? Yes, so that if you look at the seminar schedule, I think it's maybe two p.m. Mm-hmm. on Sunday that we are doing a staggered stance live podcast. Um, so that's going to be cool. And also, someone that's not on the appearance list that we're doing a Q and A with at, I believe, three p.m. I have I have to I have to double double check this real <laughs> quick. Yeah, there's uh, if you go to like I said, if you go to the website, there's all sorts of information. If you uh, exhibitor, attendee, vendors, all the sponsors, there's about obviously yeah. contact. There's still tickets for available, correct? Yes, there are. Yes, th- we won't we won't sell out. Meaning like there's not low tickets. I'm I'm saying that as in like if you're worried about it selling out, there's no limit. So we can we could get eight thousand people there. Oh, there's okay. no problem. So something like oh. that. And yeah. At 3 p.m., I was correct. Jeff Spring is going to have a Q&A, which is going to be awesome. Oh, that is um, great. So I'm just waiting for my uh, website people to upload that. Um, so that's Sometimes that takes time and just how it is in the in the business that um, it takes a little time to upload these things. But <laughs> but yeah, um, very, very exciting to have that incredible lineup. And they've all been incredible and to work with and deal with. And 
I'm just very excited that they, in honor that they chose their time to come hang out the ex- at the expo and basically just hang out with the fans and really give them that experience that they're all looking for. Um, the appearances from some of the big name pros are those just going to be? Is that a Q and A? Is that just them at their at their representative booth doing signatures? Is it going to be a combo? Yes. So it's going to be a combo. Basically, um, like Simon, Jeremy, and Paul, they're going to be hanging out at their respective booths. Simon's going to be walking around hanging out because um, he lives literally 30 minutes away. So, um, <laughs> and, and it's going to be a combo of them just hanging out. There's no like specific meet and greet, I guess. I guess Paul is going to be at the Discovery booth dropping Kratos. So that's kind of like a meet and greet. But, at 2 p.m., there will be the Simon Lazat Q&A and Big Germs Q&A is going to be at 4 on Saturday. Um, so it's 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 a mix, but mostly they're there for just hanging out with the attendees. And that's what I told them. Like, I don't, I don't have any expectations for you. Like, I, obviously, a seminar would be awesome, but I want you to do what you want to do and have a great time doing it and just being there for the attendees and being present and just being awesome. So, and they're already wonderful at doing that. So (laughs) I'm very excited for that. Yeah. I mean, of all the, you know, I've, I've met, I believe most of the people on the attendee list and you couldn't ask for a better crew. Honestly, they're going to be phenomenal with the guests. There will be tickets for sale at the door. Correct. Yes. Yes. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, th- there's tickets online, but there are going to be tickets at the door. In fact, I expect a majority of the tickets to be at the door just because that's what, how they were last year. There's no online tickets and, um, it's just sometimes easier just showing up buying your ticket yeah. and, and going in. So yes, there will be, do not be afraid. You don't have to solely buy online. You can also buy tickets at the door. And the tickets are, uh, $15 for an adult children, 12 and under are free. Yes. Um, there's free parking available, and this all happens. I, I, I can't believe we didn't say this yet. Uh, in Boxborough, Massachusetts. Yes. Where exactly is Boxborough? Is it near Foxborough? No. <laughs> <Is> it, okay. <laughs> not, not even close. <laughs> I don't know Massachusetts. I know Boston, and I know Maple Hill. That's about all I know from Massachusetts. Yeah. It's about 50 minutes from Boston. It's kind of more Eastern Mass, but not really. It's up 495 when going to. New Hampshire, it's kind of, it's a little left from Boston, like 50 minutes left from Boston, pretty much same level, um, whatever longitudinal, <laughs> whatever that line is. Um, so yeah, it's kind of tough. To, and it's like 45 minutes from Maple Hill too. So it's to the east of, or northeast of Maple Hill. So if you come to the expo, you can possibly check out Maple Hill well. As well. You- if you're going to check out Maple Hill, make sure to sign up ahead of time. We all know there's the tea times at Maple Hill. Yes. Um, hopefully the weather is accommodating um, in, oh gosh, it's just like six days away. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's this weekend. I'm, uh, it's kind of incredible and I'm at nervous, but excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous and excited at the same time. Um, and like I said, big shout out to Miles from Paragon presenting this expo without him, it, it would be a lot more stressful. He's been a huge help with all the assets and um, designs and just connections and stuff like that. And he's just such a passionate dude. And I'm just so grateful that 
I've been able to work with him um, through this. It's like he's going above and beyond. Normally, as a presenting sponsor, it's like, here's the money and just put my logos. But he's actually helped me a lot, and I, I'm so grateful for him. There is no above and beyond with Miles. I found yeah. that out. Like, like what you think is above and beyond, Miles just takes his base level, I think, the baseline. Because Miles is a phenomenal human and yes. um, and in general, just a great person to work with. We've, you know, I think we've been we've been with him for here at Smashbox as long as I can remember. And anytime we need anything done, whether it's our backdrop or yep. shirts or cups, I just I was rearranging my uh, a little disc golf area I have downstairs, and I was pulling out some of these old cups. I'm like, oh, that's right, Miles made these like the Smashbox <laughs> mugs awesome. and things like that. Oh, so it's awesome. Yeah, there's there's no one better to work with than Miles Park Hill. Yeah. So you've got four days until the expo. Are you sleeping at all? No, honestly, it's been <laughs> pretty mind-boggling at times, pretty stressful at times, but also very gratifying. Um, it's just more – I've prepared myself. I, I will say that, that I've done all the work that is necessary. I'm not, like, scrambling last minute. Like, like today before this, I kind of just sat for, uh, like, a, an hour or two and just kind of – hung out and decompressed because i had a long work day and you know i'm I, I was like you know i'm very excited for this um but yeah there's always that i'm sure you've experienced it too just with anything that doubt in the back of your mind like oh my goodness like this could not work out like i have these huge pros coming and these huge brands coming in <laughs> like what if something bad happens or something like that but you know, then I realized, like, you know, got to focus on the positive sides. And there's a lot of incredible things happening for this show that have kind of just come together. And I just realized that, you know, like, you just got to you got to take the punches as they go and just keep going and keep rolling with it. And, you know, just just do it. <laughs> so we're obviously, like I said, we're four days away. Yeah. Most things are probably already planned. You've already got your schedule. You've got all this other stuff. I want you to imagine next year what what is there that you haven't been able to do that you that you think like man i'd love to get that next year i'd love to do x y or z next year um and we just haven't been able to pull it off for whatever logistical space money time like is there anything in your expo in your head that you're thinking we'll get there we'll get there um yeah i guess other than a full for, course, that would be kind of nice. <laughs> full course. We we're we're halfway there. Nine hole. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too entirely sure the answer to that question because you know I haven't gone through Expo. I haven't got all the feedback yet, so I'd have to kind of see what people are feeling. But I guess I don't. It's it's just like so many <laughs> great things are happening this Expo that um it feels like it's unreal that like everything's just coming together just so well and like right as of right now i i can't even can't even think but if i was were to pick out one thing it would probably be just like maybe a bigger venue and like making Mm. it more immersive experience and more clean cut i guess where it's like 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 a comic con yeah where it's like you know you get you get a badge that's collectible there's gonna be incredible vendors are gonna there's gonna be um things you can try out and still seminars but then meet and greets and just like making a more immersive and more complex experience i guess that's that's that would be ideally my goal and ideally my goal is i want to do a second expo so 
that's that's on the itinerary hopefully in 2025 to do a northeast one but then do another one in a different state so if you're looking for another expo let me know i am uh close to choosing the location and I, I was thinking about revealing it right now, but it's just too no, way you, too soon. I mean, we love exclusives <laughs> here, but just general region of the country. You're looking at Midwest. You're looking at out west. Is it because we? I know there's, and it never came, never came to be. But they they talked about the disc golf. Um, I don't remember. It was the thing that they're going to do in Vegas a couple of years ago that ended up getting canceled because of COVID yeah. and whatnot. But like, are you whereabouts are you thinking? Somewhere, somewhere warm, somewhere cold at this time of year? I mean, obviously you can't do it. Maybe not this time of year. Maybe, maybe you're running two expos and you're doing it, you know, months apart. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking more Southern warmer. Okay. You know, having this be the Northeast and having one that's kind of more central and, and Southern. Um, sure. I guess I guess I'll flip the interview on you. I'll ask you this question. <laughs> where do you think, like, if, if you were in my shoes, where do you think a, a second expo would be uh, successful, like, vendor-wise, where vendors are still going to come, but also the community is going to come and, you know, show out? I mean... I don't want to sound like a homer. The Midwest sounds like a, a good one because you've got Discraft pretty close. You got MVP close. You've yep. got Gateway close. I mean, uh, you know, Prodigy is. I mean, depends on where you Tennessee versus Georgia. I think it's Tennessee technically now. I don't exactly know where Prodigy is located. Maybe it's Georgia. I think. I think. Yeah, I believe it's Georgia because I, I. They just sent me their contract and said okay. Dalton, Georgia. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that Dalton. might be. That's that you're right. That does sound right. I think maybe Will just lives in Tennessee or something still. Um, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. But I mean, the Midwest sounds good. And obviously, it depends on the time of year you're looking at, because if it's going to be. If it's disc golf time of year, like, you know, you're doing the Northeast one in, you know, your winter time. It does make sense to maybe schedule something. Still in the off season, because during the season, it might be a little more difficult to get people yeah, in on a weekend. Definitely. And I mean, I mean, selfishly, obviously, I I would love to see it in, you know, Chicago, Detroit, Milwaukee, something like that. But maybe the Pacific Northwest could be fun too, like that. Uh, that's a good idea too. Yeah, I I, just, I don't know the I'm not as familiar with with their uh, their area, but they do seem to have a pretty lively disc golf community there. So that's you know. I mean, the the Northeast is really nice because you guys are, you know, you're like 57 states crammed into one Texas. Yeah, you know, literally, it's, which it's, helps. I know, that helps out a lot. So you've got a <laughs> lot of little communities uh, and big communities that get together and can kind of go one way. If you, if you do something like Texas, cool, you could put it out just outside of Dallas or something, and you'd probably get a decent amount of people. But you're also looking at, you know, is someone from Houston going to drive to Dallas or fly yeah. in? You know, you're looking at, you know five hours or something exactly between the two. Yeah. So that's always difficult. So you want to find a, I think probably a, a for now, at least a good community. Uh, Charlotte exactly. obviously could make sense. There's a lot of golf in Charlotte. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And these, these are all every suggestion you've given are all <laughs> I've been mulling over. And yeah, when I said South, I meant like more Southern than my expo. Like I, yeah. I would be going down, <laughs> down Southern. 
Yeah, you're, um, you're northeast. I mean, for crying yeah. out loud, Virginia's more south than you, I think. I mean, <laughs> exactly. <that's... laughs> Everywhere's more south. So I'm, I'm weighing all the options uh, of where to go, but I think I think it's what definitely what I want to do. You know, I want to hang my hat up on two expos and just try and grow them and do because I think that's that's enough to where I can still be heavily involved and, and very passionate about it and not be too overwhelmed and really just focus. Cause if I put too many eggs in a basket, then one might suffer and I don't want that to happen. So I think two and just really helping them grow and just really focus on them every year and doing the best I can to, and being heavily involved in both of them um, is what I think is going to be the best course of action, but who knows? I don't, I really don't know what the future holds. Like maybe I do four <laughs> eventually, but that I, I at least want to do one more um, just because, you know, I just, I just love it. And it's just, it's incredible. It's stressful, but it's just very freeing in those two days at the expo. It's like the best thing. Try, try to wipe the smile off your face, right? Yeah, it's just, exactly. It's yeah. like, great job, man. Like, uh, at least last year, great job. Like, you're doing incredible. Like, it's just like, like humans are are incredible. And, and I appreciate every kind word and support I've gone so far. And if you see me at the expo, I'm, I'm running around and want to talk. And that, I guess that's another thing. That's another, here, here's another thing that I think I would have changed from last year. is just being more present. And I, that's what I'm going to be that's focusing so tough. on. Yeah. That's what I'm going to be focused on instead of, you know, I'm sure it's happened to you. You know, you're a notable figure <laughs> where it's like someone just stops you and starts uh, yapping your ear off and you're like, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And in your head, you're kind of just like thinking about the other thing you were going to go do. Um, so that's what I want to be more. I want to be more present in being like actually um, like not just being focused on the person in front of me, not thinking like, Oh my goodness, I got to go do this. Uh, 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 but I always try to give, I'm not saying I don't give people their time. I do. It's of just course. sometimes I give them my time, but then my brain just scrambled. So mm-hmm. in my head, I'm just like giving like, um, just like shorter answers or something like that. I have to meet like, it's one thing, one of the, one of the few things, no, uh, that I'm jealous of Terry about. He has a very phenomenal memory for people. Like he sees somebody one time and it's like he remembers them. I, on the other hand, need to meet someone two or three times Same. before I just like focus in like, all right, no, th- this is Ben, like Ben, you know, and I've, you know, I've, I've met people on uh, all over the, all over the country that have come up to me like, oh, that's great. And, and even if you're present, you're like, oh, thanks. I really appreciate it. Your name is. Joe, awesome. Great to meet you, Joe. Yes. You walk away 10 minutes later and I'm like, what was his name? And then I'm telling, telling Terry or something. It's like, I, I met this guy and uh, he's got like a beard and a blue shirt. And Terry's like, Joe? Joe from so-and-so that ran this event? And <laughs> I played with him at like Am Worlds in like 92 that's or something. Awesome. And I'm like, dude, seriously? That's just, that's one of Terry's gifts. I will 100% always say that is he is, he is phenomenal with people. Uh, with that kind of memory. So I wish I was more like that. And it's, it's difficult, especially when you're doing something like the expo, when you're yes. right, you, you've kind of always got your eye on something, you know, yes. you're, you're, you're side eyeing something like, like, Oh, is, you know, is, is big, is big germ getting, you know, yeah. get, is, is, is he, you know, why is big germ standing on the table? Okay. You know, why is, why are there four people around Paul Macbeth? Does, should, should there be that? Like, and you're just, you're always looking out for exactly. the problems. It's hard to focus in. So, I, I, I completely get it. Yeah. 
Exactly. I, I, it's so funny you say that because I'm the same way. It's just, I think it's just, just how my brain is just constantly going fast, fast, fast that I could say, all right, like, like you said, Joe, and then I can <laughs> talk to them and then forget. It's just like, yeah, I'm the same way. I need to see people two or three times um, to really ingrain it in me. But yeah, that, I guess, yeah, I guess it's not like a, a big, big problem because I, you know, I do have a million things going on, but I definitely just want to be more, I guess, present and be like, you know, this person, I might not ever get to talk to them again. And they're, they're like talking to me and I want to, you know, give them, you know, what their, their value because they're humans and they deserve that. Yeah. And they took the time out to thank you and contact exactly. you. And there's, I've, yes, you're, you're not alone in that. We all, we, we, we all have that going on in our life. So after the expo, what what's going on with you? Are you just more staggered stance? You guys record that every Monday night. Is that right? At uh, seven eight, at seven. Okay. 7 p.m. Eastern Eastern. So yes. six, 6 p.m. Central time, but 7 p.m. Eastern. You got staggered stance and, and who is all in staggered stance now? Because it is a, it is a choir. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't, after this expo, I guess I'm going to start working on the next expo. Um, and, and the second expo, hopefully 2025, I'm hoping there for B2 expo. So just let me know the, the dates. Um, but yeah, I'm still going to plan on doing staggered stance. I also plan on just creating more content in general. Um, and maybe doing my own podcast, mm-hmm. a little teaser there. Uh, so I'm excited for that, trying to do my own. Um, so the people in staggered stance right now is me, Nick, Matt, Evan. So that's kind of the OG four, not really Nick and Matt are the OG, but you know, <laughs> the ones you've, you've grown to know and love over the past two years. And we are adding Matt's brother, Josh, um, to the mix. Um, and it's so far, it's been great the comments on YouTube have been loving Josh and that's been awesome. Evan got a job with the PDGA. So that happens. (laughs) (laughs) So he's more of our stats guy now. Um, and he, and, um, so we thought bringing on Josh in case we have a topic that Evan can't really happen, which is going to happen. You know, it's just like he works for the PGA now. That's way more important. His full-time income than giving an opinion about something that could, you know, jeopardize that. Um, so yeah, we have Josh. So we still have Evan as a stats guy, but now we have Josh. It's kind of filling that gap of being able to maybe make those hot takes um, and stuff like that. So, but yeah, it's five guys now, which is kind of insane. But we're trying to make it work. <laughs> I, I know. I was trying to think. I mean, you you see a lot of morning shows that have four or five people that'll be sitting behind a desk and talking, and it's it's obviously all about a lot of. I mean, you guys are gonna already have it it's just communication figuring out who needs to talk when they need to talk you know it's it's and it's a lot more difficult on over like a zoom because when terry and i will be sitting here interviewing underneath of the camera like i we have hand signals usually i i'll say this i have hand signals because i usually let terry lead the conversations with a lot of the interviews because he has a, a more he has more usually experience and knowledge with them but if I want to chime in, I'll kind of like do something like this under the scene and he can see it. You guys can't really do that um, no. uh, uh, unless, you know, for the few of you that are there, because it's in-house, it's, it's usually you and Matt 
That's yeah. it. Some, yeah. Sometimes Josh or no? Never. Never? Okay. Josh, no, Josh is in New Hampshire. Evan's in New Hampshire. Ah, okay. Josh is in New Hampshire. All right. So. Yeah. So that it's funny you say that because that's kind of like we're trying to figure out now is is the flow of, of you know, having five people now because, you know, that's mm-hmm. a lot of heads and we're trying to figure out the flow of dishing it where who wants to talk and and stuff like that and you know that's that's going to be a learning process but on the other hand some people have been really enjoying it being like oh this this was awesome like really great interview like we eagle uh we interviewed eagle and uh and then gannon yesterday so it's it's a learning process but i'm super excited and i think it's going to be huge for staggered stance which is why we changed the name. So it was kind of to put less pressure on Nick and Matt to be like, uh, all right, it's a Nick and Matt show. I have to talk like (laughs) I'm Matt or I'm Nick. I have to talk because you know, it's my show. Now it's kind of a collective that maybe Nick or Matt don't even show up and me, Evan and Josh can, can run it. So that was kind of the whole idea behind it, that the name changes. Now we're going to build this all together and, everyone's on the same um level whether of talking and one person can be the facilitator one week and the other person can be the facilitator the next and stuff like that so that was kind of like the plant the the reasoning behind the brand change just kind of just made more sense to um just put less pressure on nick and matt now that we have more people that we can all kind of take that responsibility what every every other week because you know people are busy and sometimes they just can't make it no it makes it makes a lot of sense having a good backups to whatever you need all all the things that you need well ben it is wow god we've been talking for 50 minutes already wow Jeez, um, this is fun though. This no, is awesome. I love it. I love having it. I love not having, not getting interrupted by Terry Miller. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I want to thank you for coming onto the show. Obviously, it's uh, you. You had to go out of your way. You're, you snuck into uh, <laughs> Matt's house and got yes, in. He's not. He's in Houston. What, what's so, he? Uh, oh, he's doing work in Houston, isn't he? I think yeah. I saw that on his Instagram yeah. or something. So yeah, shout out Matt for letting me come in <laughs> at 9 p.m. and leaving at yeah. now like 10 p.m. So I really appreciate that. But yeah, uh, I that, I appreciate it. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> no, it, it's 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 your studio now too, even though it's in his yes. basement. <laughs> but for everyone, uh, if if you if for some reason you just joined us or you fast forwarded the Northeast Disc Golf Expo, nediscgolfexpo.com. Go check it out. If you're in the Northeast anywhere nearby, I mean, like, as we said, the Northeast, everything is about a two to three hour drive, or I think you can jump on trains there. I don't know. But okay. uh, but get to the Boxborough Regency that is in Massachusetts, January 27th and 28th, Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sunday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, and I think you and I spoke right before the show and saying that for sure Saturday, weather looks great. So, yes. and, and we'll, we'll, yes. you'll figure out Sunday. So Sunday we'll see where, where I think it's going to pull through. And I think it's just even, it's just going to be a rain. It's still going to be warm enough and it's going to be snow. So I recommend coming Saturday. And if you can't come Sunday, cause you know, the weather's going to, going to be rainy, but that's perfect. You can't go outside and play. So might as well just come into the expo and, um, have some fun inside of there. Yeah. 
Well, Ben, thanks for joining the show. Do you have anything, anybody else you want to thank or anything before we get going? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll thank, I'll thank uh, once again, miles, um, of Paragon disc on uh, disc golf. And I'll <laughs> thank our sponsors of the Northeast disc golf expo, pure disc golf, MVP, this sports union square disc golf, cosmic disc golf, touch disc golf, disc AI, and the disc golf pro tour all sponsoring the expo. I really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, that's my shout out to them. And I, I just want to thank them for supporting it and believing in the show and in coming. Yeah. If you, like I said, guys, if you make it out there, go ahead and thank those sponsors, go out, find them at the, at wherever they are at their, at their booth and just thank them for supporting this because like Ben said, we haven't, we don't really have anything like this yet. And this is a sign of our growing sport Yes, there, there's expos for almost anything, no matter where you live. The two that I tend to go to in Milwaukee, um, I go to a lot of times the home uh, remodeling expo and then also go. the video game. Uh, there is a Midwest, the Midwest video game classic, I believe is what it used to be called. But uh, there's one you pay like 20 bucks. All the video games you can play for the whole day. Pinball video games. Every, wow, that's awesome. Every console from. The time before I was born, and I'm old <laughs> until until now. There, there's uh, the Midwest Gaming Expo, I think is what it's called now. But yeah, we go every year with my son and I, and we just go and have fun and play pinball. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. I always run into some disc golfers there, which is great. So once yeah, again, the Northeast awesome. Disc Golf Expo. Ben, thanks for joining the show tonight. We will, uh, if everyone can listen to Ben on the Staggered Stance podcast. On every Monday night, it probably comes out. Uh, the po- does the podcast release Monday night as well, or does or do you guys really push it out on Tuesdays? Yeah, it releases Monday. Least, we we go live every, at seven p.m. and I'm not sure on Spotify, but I'm pretty sure like it's up the next morning or even sure. late that night. Um, yep. That's when we upload it, so it's just whenever it hit it hit Spotify. All right, so go out to your local podcatcher, your podcasting app, and. Look for Staggered Stance and go subscribe. Ben, I hope you have a good night. Sneak out of Matt's house. Don't Hopefully no <laughs> neighbors call and say, there's a weird guy coming out of Matt's house. And we know he's out of town. So I've thought that before. It, it's happened many times. <laughs> I'm, but, I'm sure it has. Yeah, I, I appreciate, like I said, I really appreciate you having on. This is an absolute honor to be the, my first guest appearance on a podcast and yeah this is this is awesome this is really fun and i'm glad i we got to meet and i got to know you and um i'm just all around very very happy from this experience so uh, again very appreciative thank you so much yep and on monday everyone jump on uh staggered stance and let ben know if he should keep or get rid of the mustache yeah, it's Don't getting we, I'm getting rid of it for the expo. But yes. Oh, never mind then. It's gone. <laughs> All right, Ben, have a good night. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Thank you. Thanks. Ben Kenny of Staggered Stance and the Northeast Disc Golf Expo. If I can't say that enough, the Northeast Disc Golf Expo. What a phenomenal guy. Um just a mover and a shaker. You you wouldn't think it he probably didn't think it just, you know, a few short years ago two years ago he probably you know as he said he was it was just coming into his brain and now he has so many vendors and so many attendees and you know so many people hopefully are going to show up i hope they break you know two to three thousand people this weekend and that would be a a great great weekend for them it is it is something that's needed in our sport all right everybody we have what are we doing here on the i'm going to take a look at the board Doc says, excellent interview. I'll pat myself on the back. 
it's easy. Like people like Ben make interviewing easy. I mean, most of the guests we have on the show are, you know, they're all friendly. They're all here to, to, to chat and either promote themselves or promote something else or just have fun sometimes. You know, when we had our game night with uh, Holland and Ella, that was, you know, a lot of fun. So let's talk a little bit about PDGA, some PDGA news. There's an RFP for the course redesign services for the WR Jackson course, where obviously we know Champions Cup is played. This was four days ago. So if you are interested, if you feel that you have the skills, the qualifications to redesign the WR Jackson course, the PDGA is looking for a course designer. I'm going to throw Dana's hat in the ring. I'd throw Terry's hat in the ring, but he's really busy, and I don't think he has time to do that. Obviously, you know, I'm sure they're looking at people like John Houck, um, maybe people like Will Schustrick, who are kind of down close to the area. Um, some of our better course designers out there. It would be fun to see what can be done with the with this. So if if you're interested, there's an RFP out there for W.R. Jackson. I'm looking forward to seeing what that uh, what that course becomes. And as well, if you are interested in representing Team USA at the 2024 WIFDIF World Team Champions, uh, you can apply now at the PDGA site. You can go to their news area and take a look at that, as well as USWDGC registrations opened up a few days ago. So if you're interested in playing a USD, USWDGC, down in Austin, Texas this year, please go ahead and register. Let's go over some events that the PDGA had. That's right, there are some events, even though today in Milwaukee was snowy and sleety and my driveway was an ice rink, which quite literally I pulled into it this morning because I dropped my daughter off and I realized I had to take garbage out and it wasn't done. My, My wife was out already. And I pulled into my driveway, turned off the car, opened the door, and I put my foot on the ground and I felt my car slipping backwards, which is a scary, scary situation. I thought, like, was I an idiot and didn't put it into park? And I I immediately slammed on the brakes. Not that that's probably going to help, but the car immediately stopped because I think it did hit a patch of uh, concrete on my ice rink. At that point, I pulled out of my driveway moved my car to the other side of the driveway where my wife's car was, where there wasn't the ice. Cause I think she had been, she had warmed up her car for a while. So it made a little melty. And then I salted my driveway, but this weekend where there was no ice, we saw the, uh, where is it here? I'm looking for it. There was a Shelly sharp, mem- uh, the Shelly sharp Memorial presented by spinners on the green. And for those of you that want to go see that or watch it, I know a guy, kind of a shorty little redhead guy, who filmed and put that out on the Disc Golf Guys YouTube page. So the Shelly Sharp Memorial presented by Spinners on the Green. I'm going to spoil it for you. All the rounds are out. Terry's got them out. He is working on FPO yet. I think those are going to be out a little bit later this week. He's probably going to do some editing while on the plane on the way to Singapore or whatever. Parker Welk pulls this one in. Yeah, Parker Welk, newly signed DGA player, Parker Welk. 
the man who came on our podcast, well, I, he wasn't on the podcast, he was in our web board last week, and said Anthony Barella told him that he would never beat him in Arizona again. And let me check, Shelly Sharp, oh yeah, Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> so Anthony Barella having to eat his own words because Parker Welk won in a playoff over Anthony Barella. They both shot 25 under par. The round ratings looked to be averaged out to about 1050-ish. We had a 1037, a 1042, and a 1070. That looks like about 1050. It's quick back of the napkin math. Third place, Drew Gibson. Fourth place, Connor Rock. Uh, Fifth place, Julian Sellis. Sixth place, Andrew Miranda. Not Andrew Marweed. Andrew Marweed actually withdrew from the event after like eight holes um, with some back issues. So we're wishing him nothing but the best. Hopefully he recovers in time for uh, the pro tour, gets a little rest and relaxation. When you get old like that, little things start tweaking your back, Mr. Andrew. Uh, Tied with sixth place with Andrew was Levi Hancock, Peter Green, and rounding out the top ten, was Jordan Castro, Aaron Gossage, and Andrew Philomahala. Those are your MPO ones. Over on FPO, Owen Scoggins wins this by two strokes over Jennifer Allen. Owen pulled out to a four-stroke lead after the first round. Jen scratched two of those back in the second round, and they tied in the third round. Uh, Own shooting a ten eighteen, a ten, or I'm sorry, a nine sixty four and a nine seventy five. So she's what she averaged like nine eighty disc golf or so, nine eighty five, right around her rating. So Own picking up where she left off, just whooping up in uh, Arizona. So Own wins that over Jen Allen. Third place, Emily Yale. Congratulations, Emily. Fourth place, Ashley Phelps. And in fifth place, Andrea Eaton. Those were your Shelly Sharp Memorial presented by Spinners on the Green. If you haven't checked out Spinners on the Green, by all means, swing over there. Uh, If you happen to be in Arizona, happen to be in Phoenix or anywhere in Arizona, come on, just head over there. Uh, It's a fun little shop. I've been there many a time. And looking to see if there's any other big events going on. Oh, yeah, the the other kind of notable event, I would say, that we saw this weekend that kind of hit the socials was the 2024 Asia Open Disc Golf. There were a few big names there. Manabu Kajiyama wins this one. Shooting 56 under par. A 1042, a 1047, and a 1043. So you're obviously looking at about a 1045 rating, which is above his 1029 rating. And I know there's a lot of talk about inflated ratings over there and the player quality and whatnot. But we saw Jackie Chen. He took second place at 1,006. Now, Jackie shot a 43 on the first round, a 10, which was only 1063. This is a pretty easy course, but... A 43 for those of you that, you know, can't do any math. That's a perfect round, depending on what par is. But he shot 18 under par. So 18 under par. He was in the lead by two strokes. Um, He had two pars and two eagles on his scorecard. In third place, Philo Brathwaite, shooting 52, so losing to Jackie by one. Fourth place, Kyle Kreikhaus. 
And in fifth place, well, that's no fair. His first name doesn't have any vowels. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to mess this up. Uh, Tiz Ho Ming. Tiz Ho Ming. So congratulations to the MPO. Uh, let's scroll down and see if there were any FPO. There is an FPO field, a pretty solid FPO field. 13 players uh, winning this event in FPO was Chai Fang Chen. In second place was Su Mei Yang. And in third place was Chen Chen. So congratulations. I'm not going down any further than that, like it or not, before I completely make a fool of myself. Um, Good job to all the competitors this weekend. And really the reason why I brought this one up is just because of Jackie Chen shooting that 18 under par. We've said it a hundred times on this show. Just because the course is easy, still, you got to get every one of them. And I, I can only imagine how difficult it is. We've got a pitch and putt course here in Milwaukee that I've shot 16, 17 one time. I've never got the full 18. Uh, I know Terry's gotten the perfect 18 a few times at the course. It's 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 an, a, a pretty simple pitch and putt course, but you still have to hit every line and hit every putt. So... It's always fun. Congratulations to Jackie Chen. Hopefully we see him over here in the U.S. a little bit more this year. Right now, it doesn't say he has any events in the you know lined up. But to be fair, the Pro Tour still hasn't put out their stuff on the PDGA site. I think they're starting to fill them out on Disc Golf Course, or not Disc Golf Course Review, geez, um, Disc Golf Scene right now. And Jeff Spring had mentioned, I talked to Jeff on the phone this week, um, he had mentioned that some of the events were almost already full just from touring players, which is a very strange situation to be in that you don't have, like, there there aren't going to be many signups. Maybe, maybe some sponsor exemptions and a handful of locals, but even that, a handful. I think maybe they had to, you know, kind of wedge a few of them in there. But looking forward to the season, it's, uh, you know, it, it's about a month away. We have one month. Before the season starts. And I'm not going to lie. I'm getting a little worried about Skip Ace here. My developer is doing a great job. But it's not as fast as I'd like. So I know I said the 1st of February. But it might be pushed back just a few days. Before we open up registrations. But we'll see. Maybe we'll get lucky and he'll fly right through the last little bit he's got to do. What else do we have on the board? Anything fun on the board? Um, no. Looks like we got Doc and Tim and Ray out on the board. Um, Let's talk a little bit. Let me pull up my list here. I'm going to pull up my list. Yes, I do have a list of players that have talked about sponsorship. Because there's a big name this week that announced that a lot of people were waiting for on sponsorship announcements. Nicholas Antela re-signed with Discmania for four years. Now there was some, Terry called it. I'll give him all the props. He called it a couple weeks ago based on the verbiage of, and the slight, we'll say ambiguity, ambiguity. That's not how you say it. Ambiguity. That's the word I'm looking for. Wow. Ambiguity of his statement there was some questions about whether or not he was leaving Discmania. He had said that his contract ran out. Discmania said his contract ran out. That all the all this other stuff. But there were 
would say more than whispers that he was staying with Discmania. A lot of other places had announced their teams, and he did, he was not on any of those announcements. So a lot of people just took the assumption that he was going to re-sign with Discmania, and he did for four years. There's a video about it. There's talks about him being the highest paid European player, which would be a higher higher paying than Kristen Tatar. Um, I, I don't know the contracts, and I don't know who pushes and moves discs over in Europe. If if Niklas does push more discs than Kristen, I have a hard time believing that, just with as popular as uh, Kristen is, but who knows? Um, maybe the base salary is higher for Nicholas. So, other notable signatures this particular past week. Let me uh, get to the top of my list now. Um, we see that Lisa Fakus announced she is going with an open bag, uh, and I believe she is with OTB East as well for a sponsor. So she's going full open bag this year with OTB East. Uh, we talked about some DGA signings. We talked about Parker Welk. No, what a better way to announce your signing this week and win. It doesn't get much better than that. Cause most of the time we see these signings and they have to wait and we get all this expectation. Like, Oh, is he, you know, is he going to be able to work with his new discs? You know, that's my worry about with Gannon is, you know, he said he's not going to get to Florida for like until a week before the event. He can't really throw much plastic. He's got to, you know, he his putt will probably be okay. But will his, how long will it take him to acclimate to his new discs? I don't know. Um, I'd still draft him on my fantasy team if that's that's not a worry. But the first week or two, keep keep our expectations a little lower. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Other signings, Jake Mon signs with DGA Discs. So congratulations, Jake. We see that Sayananda extended her stay with Westside for two more years, which is great because Sai, I don't I, I haven't looked recently. I could probably dig it up, but she did not sign up for the tour card. So I don't know exactly where her place is on the tour. If she plans on making a full tour last year, she kind of did a 50 50 where she took a big chunk out of the middle, which I think made it a little bit more difficult for her to do, you know, uh, USDG or us women's and the tour finale and some other things, but I'm looking forward to more Sayananda. Everyone knows I'm a huge Sayananda fan in general. 
So the other big name, well, there's two big names, but the other, I almost the last shoe to drop in the FPO field was Ellie Ezra and Ellie Ezra announced she's signing with DGA. So suddenly DGA has a, a, I don't even say a sleeper team because they also picked up Macy Valadez. So you've got Ellie Ezra, Macy Valadez, and Cat Allen on DGA for FPO. You've got Cole Redallen, Jake Mon, and Parker Welk, as well as Andrew Marweed on your MPO side. I mean, that's a pretty solid team. I, I, I can't think of a, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. So Eliezra, big name, big future name in the FPO field, signing with DGA uh, on their tour. It looks like they're, uh, she's on the tour team. As well, DGA has Evan Scott and Sullivan Tipton. So they got Evan and Sully as well. I would say that's a pretty solid young team right there. They they're going the what maybe looked like the prodigy route from a year or two ago and getting a bunch of affordable smaller names, but up and coming names. So be don't be surprised. Don't be surprised when DGA comes out with a pretty solid year podiuming. Is that a is that a word? Did I verb that? Because podium is a noun, so I just verb that by podium. Eh, whatever. English majors don't sue me. Grady Shue extended with his infinite contract for an additional year. Holland Hanley confirmed her discraft. Two more years. That's not a surprise. Even though it wasn't announced, nobody thought she was leaving. Discraft is kind of staying put, I believe. I think you're going to see the same thing from all of them. Um, And... Yeah, that's far as I can tell. That's really the big kind of uh, those. Are, those are all the names that really popped out this week to me. Um, how about you on the board? Anyone on the board wondering what is going on as far as sponsorship? I mean, do, do we rank teams? Not yet. I think it's a little too early. I do like that young DGA team, though. I, I've always said all they needed to do was dump Tyler Brickley, and suddenly people come flooding. <laughs> uh, Tyler, we miss you in the disc golf world. I, I, I saw an Instagram post you were talking about a driveway, and it kind of made me chuckle. And I think he's probably just as passionate about driveways right now as he was about disc golf. Knowing Tyler, doing the work, doing the work. Sam asks, have we heard anything about Paige Pierce? We have not, but I think not hearing anything is probably just a sign of her and Discraft probably just working things out and just she's going to stay. I I think she's going to stay at Discraft. I haven't heard anything, but I kind of feel like she will. Um, Tim Court says Cupcake at Infinite. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jacob Curtis, Cupcake. Is uh, is kind of an up and comer. Got a cannon for an arm. Obviously, still working on that putt. Like literally, still working on it. I think he's still putting. Um, but just a, a a great name to grab at infinite. I think he's going to be a, a solid up and coming player. 
Stacey Ronsley got another year at Castaplast. We might have talked about that last week. Um, Ray says the whole Macy Velodia is losing her sponsorship money because she is pregnant seemed like a bad look. I disagree. And I'm sure some people are going to call me a, a shill for DD or something silly like that. And, and I don't have any insider info. Maybe Macy can can correct me. I doubt she will because she's a very she's a professional. And same with same on Didi. To me, it sounded like Didi offered her a one year contract. She came out and said, "Oh, FYI, I'm preggers. I can't play the whole year." Didi comes back and says, "Okay, here is a smaller contract for." half a year or whatever that is. And I don't know, maybe the numbers changed. Maybe they didn't. I, I don't know. But to me, that's kind of what it sounded like. And Macy says, well, this isn't enough for me to tour. This isn't enough for me to live. But what what do you do? I mean, these aren't employees. If if it, if she was an employee and something like this happened, I'd have a totally different look because I think you're, you're talking about, she is an advertisement. She is a sponsor. And if you can only sponsor for X amount of time if that's what your contract is for, then in theory you should only get paid for X amount. Now, could DD have maybe worked something else out? Could they have tried something different? I don't know all the details behind the scenes, but I don't think that DD is the bad guy here. I don't think Macy's the bad guy here. I don't think anyone thinks Macy's the bad guy, so that's not really on the table. But I just feel like it, people and it's the internet. Go go ask Drew Gibson right now, who is uh, <laughs> who just made a, a big long post about people throwing shade and and knocking him and you know being in the spotlight. It's it's easy to look at the corporation and 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 just you know poo poo them. I've done it. I'm sure I have. I'm sure I've looked at you know a, a, a bigger corporation and said like, hey, look at these yahoos. I, it would have been nice to see Macy stick with DD, probably. And maybe the way it went down wasn't ideal for either side, but I don't think anyone is particularly the bad guy. Now, maybe I'll hear something more behind the scenes. I don't know. I honestly haven't asked. I haven't even looked at it, but I'll say this. I wouldn't, from my perspective right now, I don't think Dee Dee is the bad guy for this, Um, but we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll hear more and I'll, I'll think something different, but I doubt it. I know a lot of the people over at Dee Dee and they all seem like really stand-up individuals. So we'll see. Um, what about Chandler Kramer? I, that's a good question. Um, I forgot about him, to be honest. I don't know where he is. He, to me, he kind of feels like like an infinite discs kind of guy. If he's not at Lone Star, I feel like maybe he's going to be one of those thought space, infinite discs combo people. But maybe not. Maybe he goes to Innova or something. But I think Innova kind of so far has announced their team. I don't know. Um, yeah, Ray says, uh, good details on the Macy thing. All he heard was, uh, the Reddit version. Ugh, yeah. So I, I give, give or take Reddit. I've been trying to stay a little bit off of disc golf Reddit because sometimes it frustrates me, but there is good info out there. There are people out there and including myself sometimes that puts, that put solid, reliable, good information out there. And there's a bunch of yahoos. <laughs> so. Brandon Ray Watson asks, where's Scotty Bertard going? Um, I think Levi. I think uh, I think he's going to get sponsored by Wrangler or Levi's. That's my only guess because all that guy does is wear jeans on the course. So 
Who knew? Who knows? Brandon. Brandon Ray Watson still probably recovering from the Dallas beatdown last week. And Packer fans are still recovering from a winnable loss against the 49ers. Ugh. I know that's more after show talk, but I don't know if there's going to be an after show. It might just be a single guy show. Don't tell my wife. I'm not single. So, um, yeah, the Packers, they totally dropped two interceptions right in their hands um, and then miss a field goal, a 42-yarder, and the Bills understand how that goes, as well as then Jordan Love going all rookie on us at the worst point and throwing just a bad pass. Um, we had our chances. We didn't take advantage of them. We ended up losing. Uh, to be fair, I thought it was going to be worse. <laughs> and we were playing with house money, so I feel, to me, this feels like a win of a season. I I really wish we could have gone further because we get past the 49ers. I think we get past um, uh, I think we get past uh, Detroit at that point, and then we probably lose to whoever the AFC team is, which will probably be Baltimore, who is probably going to win. So that's just my take. But I would have I would have liked to uh, I'd like to give it a shot. It would have been nice. It would have been fun. We got more years. We, young team, more and more years. Yeah, Brandon Ray Watson's saying he figures he was going to still stay, uh, still recovering from injuries. Yes, Brandon Ray Watson, who's a local here in uh, Wisconsin, lives up in the Sheboygan area, constantly injured. I don't know what that guy does. He had to smash his hand one year. I think he had a shoulder thing one year. I, I, I don't know what that guy does, but he's he's injury. <laughs> he's, in, he's what the kids call injury prone for whatever reason. Good guy, though. Runs, uh, runs a, a couple local events, I think, up in the Sheboygan area. I think he's still running those. But a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, Tim Court says, Infinite already released their roster today. They already have one Chandler. They got a Chandler Fry. But do they have a Chandler Kramer? Maybe not. So maybe maybe he's not. Maybe he's just... I, I don't know. I don't know where he's going to go. Maybe he'll go open bag and you get sponsored by like an OTB East or OTB West or something. Good question. Good question. All right. Anything else we need to talk about on the show? It's kind of a, a short show. There's not, a, there wasn't a lot of disc golf news, to be honest. Um, I, I, I surfed the Reddits. I surfed the PDGA site. You know, for those of you that don't know, because I've, I've heard some people online complain, you know, about PDGA site. There's a news area and there's an announcements area. You always got to check both. You never know where they're going to put things. Social media wise, I saw Drew Gibson made made a post today. Um, lamenting the negativity on disc golf social media, which just kind of made me chuckle. Um, and Drew's been a very big proponent of uh, online being more social. He doesn't seem to like that the fake Ken Climo account keeps taking jabs at him. I'm not a fan of the fake Ken Climo account. I think it's stupid. Um, if you're going to be a parody account, be, be a parody. And, you know, but he just seems to be spiteful. Is really what it is. I don't know. It's it's not funny to me. He hasn't been funny to me in a few, few months. There's a lot of potential there. I think whoever's running that 
can be clever. I think they just need to point the right direction. Um, and and it sounds like the negativity coming into his like YouTube comments. And Drew's been much more outgoing and social media present with his YouTube stuff, trying to build a brand. I think, you know, it, like a lot of players. And what I will say is he's, <laughs> you want to take two toxic fandoms, sports and media, and you're just mixing those two pools. I don't think disc golf particularly is a toxic culture or, 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 or group. I think we're in general pretty open. Obviously take that with a grain of salt, depending on where you're coming from, but go look at any YouTube video and there's some, there's some awful comments. Go look at any sports fandom and there's awful comments. You know, after the Packers loss, I saw so many people ripping um, Jordan love and all I kept thinking is like, oh God, people, like, take a step back. But he combined the two, and so he's seeing a lot of negativity right now, and he doesn't like it. And, and all I'm going to say is, grow some thicker skin, pal. Like, as long as it's not getting personal, like, if, if, if someone's attacking you as a person or getting, or you, or, or your family or something, I, I think that's out of bounds. And I would love it if there was no negativity on there if everyone was positive if they didn't have something positive to say they shut up i would be ideal with that but but frankly that's not the world we live in uh we've all been through it terry's been through it i've been through it like you just you take your lumps if you're going to be a public face you take your lumps so good luck i i hope i hope he continues doing whatever he thinks is right and keeps doing but it's uh i, I don't have any good advice for him other than Grow some thicker skin. Don't read the comments. Someone said, I heard it was Paige Chu running the Not Ken Glamo account. <laughs> I can't. I, that's something I could not imagine. I could not imagine Paige Chu ever saying a mean word about a single person. She is the nicest, most lovely person maybe in our sport. I, I just it makes me chuckle thinking of that though. I'd love I'd love to see the the dark side of Paige Shu running a a cruel mean account. Like that's how she gets that's how that's how she's so nice to everybody else. Secretly, she has like one outlet where she's just nasty and mean to, to Drew Gibson. Uh, I don't think it's her, but it would be uh, it would be <laughs> it would be quite a turn of events. What a heel turn, as the wrestlers say. Um, Buzzed Swan brings up a good point. The Boy Scouts of America have officially added disc golf to the golf merit badge. So for those of you that maybe have younger kids uh, who are getting into Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts, they can now get a disc golf merit badge through the golf merit badge, I believe, Um, which is kind of cool. That wasn't the opportunity when my kid was in Cub Scouts and, you know, barely into Boy Scouts before he decided to get out of there go do other things but it's it's a it's a cool thing it it shows once again just like the expo the expanding vision of our sport not just from our side but other people seeing us exciting 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 um if you have anything you want to chat about feel please feel free to bring it up on the board uh, we're at, we've got a slow news week this week 
not a lot going on. Uh, we're already looking. I'm already looking forward to the next upcoming couple weeks with events. And next week we have the Maricopa Open, another Arizona event. It's like this is like the Arizona swing before everyone, you know, gets going and leaves because the, you've you've got uh, this, and then everyone comes back for the memorial, of course. But next week we've got. 2024 MX Disc Golf Championships presented by Dynamic Discs in San Luis, San Luis, Potosi, Mexico. I don't, I don't, I don't speak Spanish well at all. So, forgive me. Um, I barely speak English well. Let's be honest. And the Maricopa, Maricopa Open. So those are the ones that we're looking forward to next week on our radar. Races, yeah, it's after show fodder. Whatever you want. I think we're not. I don't think we're going to do a separate after show tonight because um, we're just going to kind of just roll this all into one. We're not. We usually don't do a giveaway on nights that Terry's not here because otherwise I forget. But if you are interested in being uh, eligible for our giveaway, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/SmashboxTV, where every week with a, that's got an asterisk there. Every week we give away a prize. We'll give away two prizes next week. Um, I did a bunch of house cleaning this week and nothing feels good. Nothing feels better than throwing stuff away. I'm, I don't feel like you're a true household until you have a junk drawer. And m- maybe this is just an eighties and nineties thing, but in my house, we always had a drawer. You open up and it's just cables and adapters and, you know, batteries and whatever was in your junk drawer as a kid. But I have like, that times one, two, three, four, five, five bins of electronics. And I'm down two because I got rid of two bins of stuff. And I finally, this weekend, uh, I, there was, I had a few goals. I wanted to clean up my, my golf disc golf area and clean up a little bit behind the curtain here that you can't see. There's uh, I'm, I'm in the basement. And behind me is kind of a area I want to turn it maybe into a workout area, but so I can get swole. Um, <laughs> uh, but I did start taking some of my discs that I, that I were in Ziploc bags, the big old gallon Ziploc bags, and I got some four mil, I think six mil, I don't know, Terry would know, bags from Terry that I want to put my collectible discs in rather than these big old Ziploc bags, which are kind of unwieldy and they don't work very well. So I did that. And in the process, I started cleaning stuff out. Told my wife to put some things on Facebook Marketplace, not really disc golf related, more some old electronics related. I got the world's largest Pelican case, 1730 or something, that I, I told the Pro Tour I would give to them at some point. And I, I just am never seeing them. And when I do, I, I saw them at USCGC, but I wasn't going to bring this giant Pelican case with me. So I told her to put it on Marketplace. We'll see what we get for it. It's like a seven or eight hundred dollar Pelican case originally, because we were using it when we were traveling quite a bit with the production. We put all of our cameras and whatnot, had whatever, all in there. Well, it's been in my basement for four years now. Um, travel houses with me, so I told her put it on Facebook Marketplace, three hundred bucks. See if we can get that for it. See if somebody wants one of these giant waterproof foam filled cases 
So we'll see what we get. We get anything out of that. Other news and notes. Uh, Ray says a college PGA player won a big open event on the tour and had to decline the 1.5 million payout due to his AM status. I know. Let's. Uh, now the question is, could he have taken it and forfeited his AM status, or when you sign up? As an AM, does that immediately mean you will forfeit any of your winnings? Because with obviously with disc golf, if you win an event, you can choose to decline the cash and continue to play amateur. Maybe go for uh, a US ADGC, AM World, something like that. But you have the choice. Did he have the choice as a PGA player? I assume he didn't. I would be hard pressed to turn down one point five million dollars. He has a scholarship too. Yeah, $1.5 million. I know he goes to Alabama. You don't need that scholarship anymore. Congratulations. You know, you win that. You're probably taking home just over a mil after taxes. And yeah, that'd be pretty nice. I'd forfeit my AM status for that, drop out of college, just jump on the tour at that point. I don't know. Maybe he's got to go through Q school or something, but sounds like he's going to potentially have a uh, very fruitful career in golf. Last person to do it was what Phil Mickelson in the early nineties, 91, 92. I think I saw, I think I saw it's cool. It's different than how we do it. Do our pros need to decline payouts if they want to play in college? I honestly don't know the college rules. If I don't think they do. I think if you're on like a college team, you can play open, win cash, and still play on the college team. I don't think there's, and I and don't quote me on this because I don't know the true rules. Um, I did find one of our original college stamped discs that Terry, when Terry and myself and a couple other guys started the UW Milwaukee uh, Disc Golf Club back in 1998. Got a little established nineteen ninety. I found one of our putters and I threw it in a bag that was in one of our cases. But we we're saying we're we were way ahead of that curve. Um Yeah, I don't know if uh if the pros if you can be a pro and play college college championships. It's a good thing to look into. Maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about that next week, if I remember. Which I probably won't, and neither will you. But if you do find out, please feel free to come back and chat about it. Anything else fun and interesting happening in the world of disc golf, the world of sports, frisbee? I saw, I think it was yesterday, was the 67th anniversary of Mr. Morrison selling his frisbee to 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 whammo or something something along those lines was yesterday so that's kind of cool little history in our sport looking at other things going on Looks like Calvin Caldwell took money before the uh, UC before UC won 
last year. Yeah, see, I think that makes sense. I don't think uh, I don't think it. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's. Anything. I think James Proctor maybe did the same thing years ago. I think it was Proctor who did that as well. But I'm not 100 percent sure it was Proctor. But that name is. Uh, the AVR is turning 40 years old. Yeah, I've got a, I think I've got a 30-year AVR somewhere hanging out. It was like a special stamped one. Maybe I got it at the KC Wide Open, I think, maybe. I don't know. But I think I have a 30-year AVR somewhere. A gold one. It's a gold 30-year AVR. And who am I hoping for in the Super Bowl now? Who am I hoping for? Mm, that's hard. Do you root for the team that beat you, 49ers, or do you root for division rival, the Lions? It's hard not to root for the Lions because of the years and years of patheticness of that team. And I say that with all love because the Packers went through it in the 70s and 80s. So I kind of know where they're coming from a little bit. Theirs was, I think the Lions was a little worse, to be honest, but. But the Niners have been like they've they've been crushing us in the playoffs year after year. Like it just hurts. I have to root for the Lions to make the Super Bowl. I think I the Lions and Baltimore, and then I again I think Baltimore is just going to crush anyone. It just they look unstoppable. So, but I, I'm looking for a Baltimore Detroit Super Bowl. I won't be rooting for Detroit, though. Sorry. Ray says, the Lions are America's team. Um, No, that's still the Packers. But I think America is going to be rooting for the Lions, the underdog, this year. We need Kid Rock to finally get a W. No, we can keep Kid Rock away. Let's get Eminem out there. We need Eminem to get a W. We don't need anything from Kid Rock. Tim is looking for the Lions and the Chiefs. That's who he's rooting for. Well, you can be wrong, Tim. <laughs> uh, John Weiss says, it's probably not a problem to play college as a disc golf pro. Disc golf is not recognized by the NCAA or the NAIA sport. Is not a NCAA or NAIA sport. And therefore, it is classified more as a club than a true collegiate sport sponsored through the athletic departments. How soon until we start seeing some college NIL money going to disc golf? That would be kind of cool. But at that point, isn't isn't that really just sponsorship? Right? Like, if, if you know, Innova decided to sponsor somebody in college for $100,000 a year, isn't that just kind of basically NIL money anyway, I guess? I don't know. Uh, Ray asks, did I see that Green Day has released a new album, the first since American Idiot, which was pretty lame, he says. Um, there's a few hits on American Idiot. I I haven't listened to this new album. I heard there's three or four really good songs and the rest are kind of meh, but I feel that way about a lot of albums. Maybe it's just my, it's probably just my age, to be honest. It's really hard. Um, I'm more excited about, (laughs) uh, a band called Sunny Day Real Estate. 
Looks like they're going to be releasing new songs, so I'm really excited about that. They are re-releasing a 30-year anniversary of their Diary album, maybe one of the my favorite albums of all time. They're re-releasing it a newly recorded version. They say closer to how they're playing their their the songs live. I've seen Sunny Day now twice in the last couple of years. Before you know they were on hiatus for like ten or fifteen years, I never thought I'd get a chance to see them. I've seen them twice now in the last three years, I think, and they're a phenomenal show. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of bands. Yeah, I saw Green Day was on uh, Jimmy Fallon the other night or something. So, Well, if we don't have much else, I might wrap the show up here sooner than later. Maybe everyone get a good night's sleep tonight. I've been working, I don't say this very often, my 9 to 5, I've been working my ass off. Like 60 to 70 hour a week. Because we had an issue with people logging into a server. Sounds easy enough. I think an update went out, and then when people logged in, you, know, you see the little welcome screen on your windows with the little dots that circle, and it would just hang. And it just started last Monday. So what does Johnny do? Spins up some new servers. That's easy enough. Those don't work either. Do the same thing. But what the crap? Clearly there's a problem in my network. So I start literally working every night because it's hard to work during the day because some people were getting in. So it's, it just felt like uh, some people were not getting in, and that's where the problem lies. And it can't hard to fix something in the middle of the day when people are trying to work. So I have to work late nights. So I worked till like eleven or midnight for like three or four nights over the last week. Finally, I decided to try to go with a different operating system. I downgraded to Windows twenty nineteen, and that works just fine. So now I need to. Spin up a bunch of Windows 2019 servers. I don't know. Exciting stuff. That's That's been my life. Working from 8.30 in the morning until almost midnight every night trying to fix one dumb little problem that I think was caused by a Windows update. And even though I uninstalled the Windows updates, it still didn't seem to fix the problem. So I don't even know for sure if that was the problem. What I do know is what fixed it, and that's what I'm going to go with. And I'm going to wash my hands and say, maybe we'll deal with that in the future. That's a future Johnny problem. And the only other thing I really have to talk about is my fingernails. So this little piggy is black and blue. This little piggy has a bandaid on it. As you know, a couple weeks ago, I slammed my fingers in a garage door, pinched in between the two slats as it comes down, hurt like a son of a gun, made up some swear words. I had to say so many words. And this morning, when I went to open my dishwasher, I bumped my finger. And like opening a book, my fingernail popped. My middle finger here. Eh, gross. It looked like I could just open it up like a book. It was still attached on one kind of one side. It was pretty gross. So I went to my wife and I said, hey, check this out. And it didn't, it didn't hurt because I think the pain has already gone away. I think it was already detached mostly from the finger. And I said, should I rip this off? Like. It's just literally hanging there by some skin. Must be just a little bit of skin on the left-hand side. She looks at me. She's like, maybe just wrap it with a Band-Aid. Maybe let it kind of come off naturally. And part of me wants to just pop it off and then just be done with it. 
but I don't know if that's the right move or not. I haven't looked it up yet. So I just threw a band-aid on it for now. And I don't know about this purple one. What's going to happen with this one? Am I going to lose this one? I would think if I was going to lose them, I would lose them around the same time. This one feels like it's still on there pretty good. Whereas if this one was all white, it wasn't purple like this one. It was all white. So I don't know. They're fine though. They don't hurt anymore, thankfully. It was, it, I hate typing with a band-aid on my finger. I feel like, you know, just doesn't feel the same. It's hard to type my password because my middle finger uses my password for things and my name. Oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Buzz Swan says he got the dreaded buffering. I hope. I hope not. I got this little Superman Clark Kent swirl going off my hair lately. I need a haircut. Ray says, what's the next frontier for technology at large, Johnny? How do you feel about AI? I feel good about AI in general. Um, it's going to suck for some people. I think it's going to eliminate some jobs. I, I don't think it's going to eliminate the jobs people think it's going to eliminate. I don't think it's going to eliminate like your lower wage workers. I think those are more manual labor. I think it's going to eliminate a lot of middle management is what it's going to eliminate. Grr, awkward. <laughs> That's, that might be me. Um, no, uh, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm bullish on AI. I think that they're going to get, there's some kinks to get worked out. There's some copyright stuff that they really need to address because right now these, the AI companies are really just sucking in every sort of bit of content they can get their hands on. And, and much like technology has gone the last 20 years, they're treating it as a move fast, break stuff. And that break stuff might be the law. We'll find out. There's going to be, I think, a lot of lawsuits in the next five to seven years over AI. But it's a really useful tool. I use it almost daily. I used it a couple times today. I just go to chat GPT, type in a couple questions. It usually spits out an answer easier than me Googling something. Like today, I think I, I was looking for a specific policy on one of the computers to, to set up some rules for our users. I was like, ah, I need to know where I set this and this policy. And and with Windows, there are thou- literally thousands of policies. You can set every little button you can push, you can enable and disable it. So I was looking, so I just typed into chat. I'm like, where is this? And it was like, there it is. I was like, cool. Thanks, chat GPT. Thanks for saving me. Um, it's going to be really interesting. I'm trying to make sure to teach my son how to use it. Because, you know, he writes papers and he writes them poorly. He's not hes not really an English kid. He's much more linear thinking, a lot like me. Um, and so I, I've been trying to teach him, like, well, let's work with the tools that we have to try to improve what you're doing. You can't use it to cheat or to basically just spit out information, but you can take the information you have, put it in, and help reformat. I think that's where it is. Um, yeah, Ray, if you get the chance, go out and use ChatGPT. It's really nice. It's really useful. Adobe has AI in their uh, in their system. I've, I've used that a little bit, just playing with it, where you can just kind of put a little uh, dotted line around something and kind of type in, like, a picture of a Jaguar. And boop, there it is. And it's mostly in the right position. It mostly looks pretty good. Um, you, can, you can still tell it's Photoshopped. It, it's not going to replace, like, yet logo creators because someone like me if i want a new logo let's say i was looking for a logo for smashbox i can't just type in like hey give me a logo for smashbox um i want it to be disc golf related and 
I want I want the I want to highlight the H instead of the S or something. It just it's not it's not that good. We still need creative people. It'll give you some options. They're probably all going to suck. Like logos, I just don't feel like it's it's great for yet. And maybe it gets better, but you still need a general idea of how you want to look. Like someone like me who has almost zero creative skills, I want. If I want a logo, I go to someone and say, hey, man, can you get me a logo? I kind of want this feeling. And they're going to give me five or six probably decent solutions where then I'll pick one and we'll work with them and, you know, they'll adjust it. I don't think I'm going to get that with ChatGPT yet. Not saying it's not going to, it might not come, but I have a problem on my side of actually coming up with the ideas. And so that's why I have a problem. I can't even spit out what I want it to do, which is a, which is a problem for me. So. That's that's just me. Uh, other than that, I think AI is going to be really useful in a lot of aspects. Uh, everything from data collection to sorting through just even little things like, you know, one of the big problems you hear in politics is, you know, these last minute bills that get pushed through and you have to vote on them in like eight hours. But the, the bill is like 400 pages long. Well, how is someone going to read, you know, four to 800 pages uh, of a, a bill and know what's in there? So one of the cool things you can do with ChatGPT, with if you're part of like, I think the pro subscribers, you can just link an attachment there and say, give me a summary of this bill and tell me everything about, um, you know, uh, any military spending or whatever that thing. And it'll just spit it out. It reads it. It comprehends it pretty well. And it would give you a, a pretty good solution. I think there's a lot of shortcuts to be had with AI but we're still a ways away from it being like really ubiquitous. And I think you're going to see a lot of crappy AI products. You're going to see a lot of them, like just trash people just throwing the word AI in there for everything. I mean, if you think about it, we've been using AI for decades in video games. Every time you play Mario Kart against the computer, it's an AI of some sort, right? It just, it's a, it's a silly, the term is going to get overused. Um, I am kind of excited about the Apple Vision. I'm not going to get one, not for the next five years probably, because they're going to be ridiculously expensive. It's like 3,500 bucks or something. I'm curious to know what problem it solves. If it's going to be create more for a creative versus, I know they're they're selling that you can have like these screens in your in your vision and they follow you and stuff. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested to see it. But I think that there is going, I don't know how well it's going to be taken. So AI will arrive when it can generate a disc golf basket. Tim, it can swear to God. I, 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 I'm going to see if I can bring this up. Let's see if I can sign into my, yeah. So we're going to see Tim, if I can do this, we're going to see if it works is what we're going to see. Um, there it is. Welcome to our chat GPT. Um, <laughs> you can see all my previous searches, uh, local admin for GPO, delete server profiles, view windows. Like we're going to tell it, can you draw me a picture of a disc golf basket in the woods? And we're going to wait and see what it does. It could give me anything. We don't know yet. This is a lot of fun for the audio listeners. 
Um, I'll try to <laughs> describe what we're doing here. I just went to ChatGPT and I, I opened up the the ChatGPT four, which I have, and there is your disc golf basket in the woods, Tim. Look at that. Here's an illustration of a disc golf in a serene forest setting. I hope it captures the peaceful and natural atmosphere you're looking for. It is a pretty good representation of a basket. Like it's not perfect, but it looks like it's a banded basket in the woods. So Tim, wah, wah. guess you're out of luck. <laughs> guess you are out of luck. Um, I, I, I have used it for if I write articles for skip ace and I just need a, an image like, Oh, show me a picture of a person throwing a Frisbee in the city. Boop, there it is. And I'll use that because I feel bad if I were to like, if, if I say, Hey, here are the top three rookie MPOs this year. And you know, I, I one of them is Gannon Burr. No, we all know he's not grabbing a picture of Gannon Burr from where? Who has the right to that picture? I'm like, I'm not just going to go and steal someone's photo. That's not right. I have used the PDGA Flickr account in the past. They do authorize. I have talked to them and they said, it's cool if I use that. So occasionally I will go there. But other than that, unless I take the picture or get authorization for someone who actually took the picture, you can't just steal people's photos. You can, but you know what they should do then? Send you an invoice for them. That's what I would do if someone was stealing my content. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Add Terry Miller into the picture and be surprised. Uh, (laughs) Okay, I feel funny. Can you add Terry Miller to the picture? I don't know if it's not going to know who Terry Miller is. To include Terry Miller in the picture, I need a description of his appearance since I don't have access to what he looks like. (laughs) He kind of looks like Mark McGuire but shorter did you know who Mark McGuire is right oh it's going to create an image oh we're on pins and needles now pins and needles what's it going to do it's going to be like he's going to make him look like an oompa loompa right like that's that's what we're doing here oh my gosh what are we going to get Oh, oh, good Lord. <laughs> that doesn't look like Mark McGuire or shorter. That dude, that's like, that guy's ripped. He looks like every, every person you see if you look up YouTube fitness video. It's every dude on that, uh, in a YouTube fitness video where they're just nothing but just muscle. Um, that is not Terry Miller. Although Terry would love it if it was. What a great, <laughs> uh, maybe that's what Terry will come back from, uh, Singapore looking like. Wow. Yeah. That's jacked Terry Miller. <laughs> uh, yeah. The chat side would know who he is just based on pulling just, uh, uh, information from the web. So it kind of knows him, but it doesn't have any pictures or related to him. So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all, it, it's all that, uh, Southeast Asian food. Just Terry is looking buff as hell. And with <laughs> super jacked Terry, I should put it, I should put him up in the image right next to me and just pretend to talk to him. 
I think we're going to call it a night. Uh, I do want to thank Ben Kenny for joining the show tonight. He is uh, a, a mover and a shaker, whether he likes it or not. The the Northeast Disc Golf Expo this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, uh, what is it, $15 for a ticket. Kids 12 and under are free, free parking. It's probably going to be a little rainy, so it's actually really perfect to uh, to go there. If you're If you're within... I would say 150 miles. You should be there. Maybe more. I mean, if you want to see Jeremy Colling, you want to see Paul Macbeth, Will Schustrick, Simon Lazat, when else are you going to get a chance to do that? I would go there. So, again, thank you to everyone who joined the show tonight. I This was episode 490. We got 10 more until we hit 500. 10 more. I don't know if we're going to do anything special for 500 or not. To be honest, I I haven't even thought about it until just now. We should, but I don't know if we will. Anyway, for Terry, who couldn't make it here tonight, who's somewhere in Southeast Asia, I think Singapore, for Ben Kenny, I am John Van Derzen. I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight and listening to us on the podcast. You can find us every night, I'm sorry, every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Every night would be a little bit much, even for us. Every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central, live on YouTube, live on Twitch, live on Facebook. Maybe someday we'll go to Instagram. I don't know. Who knows, right? But you can find us live here. You can join us in the chat. This is episode 490. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time when you step inside the Smashbox. Thank you to our $2 and above patrons. Your name is listed below in the credits. If you are interested in being listed as a producer in the Smashbox TV credits and supporting this and other fine podcasts, please visit patreon.com slash smashbox TV. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 